Hey, welcome to another jam-packed installment of Mets Rap 360. I'm one of your co-hosts, Christian Blatt. Not only will you meet one of our other co-hosts, you'll also hear about what has turned into a woeful 11-game road trip for the New York Mets. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Ah. Step right up and greet the Mets. This is amazing. You know, it's hard to be in anything resembling a bad mood when you hear that song. And I think that's why, as I discussed in our premiere episode with Jim Brewer, that's such a happy, it's a fun song. He was always intimidated by the Yankee theme song, and it really kind of it kind of threatened him. And uh, so, you know what? Welcome to another installment of Mets Rap 360, as I said in the intro. Very excited to talk Mets baseball. Not so excited about some of the games, but what I like to do, you know, when you're a Mets fan, sometimes you need to just look at individual games. You need to look at the ones that went well. And when you go to a game, you go, well, I hope the one I went to went well. But before we get to any of that, I want to introduce you to one of the co-hosts of Mets Rap 360. We'll meet the other next week, in theory, unless he's on another secret government mission. To my left, I suppose you're right, Andrea Fasano. Welcome yes, thank to you. the team, the Mets team, I'm and welcome to Mets Rep 360. Here. Now, as uh, it'll occasionally show on the screen, you'll be billed as recovering Yankee fan. <laughs> so take a minute and explain your upbringing and how you were able to see the light eventually. Because you know, Mets fans like we like hearing stories of people who figure out how to better themselves. <laughs> well, Christian, I'm so excited to be part of this show with you and you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, I mean, I come, I'm from New York, so I'm a Long New Island, Yorker, hey, Long you know, Island. you know, show some pride yeah, for the 516. A lot of pride. Yeah. Yep. And so I do come from a mixed baseball family. <laughs> and there's a lot of mixed baseball like families, that. yeah. You know, my New grandmother York. is diehard. Um, she was a really big Mets fan. I don't know why. There was just Mets paraphernalia so, you know since so I was, was a child. my yeah. And I just, ugh, I love and respect that so much <laughs> from her. And then my dad is like old school Dodgers, like Brooklyn, Brooklyn Dodgers. Dodgers. Fan. Okay. So then he is diehard Yankees fan. So that's where, and you know what? I just, I think that's a good mix because it kept me constantly in the know of what's going on that's in true. New York. And then the Subway series is like even that much cooler for me. But, um, you know, I've always, I've always loved the Mets. I, Let's put this out there. David Wright had me at hello. So yeah. since he's joined the team, I've been even a bigger I, Mets fan. I told Andrea this story <laughs> when we were getting to know each other, uh, and it's a great little personal anecdote. Uh, my wife, my wife Heather, whom I've now been with for uh, 12 years. Wow. And uh, when we first met, it was towards the end of the baseball season, so this is kind of like that movie Pitch Perfect with uh, Drew Barrymore <laughs> and uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. And uh, I, it was the 2004 season, very forgettable. I was like, whatever. But then the 2005 season started, and I'm like, great, it's a new season. I'm all excited, and we were already dating. And she's like, baseball's boring. I'm oh, like, you might think no. that, but uh, I'm going to watch anyway. And, you know, she kind of, in protest, just sort of sat there while a game was on. And it's not like we literally sat down for, you know, every game. <laughs> the, you know, the the baseball package wasn't as good as it was then. So if they were on TV, it was a big deal. And so she's just like, whatever. And, I don't know, she's reading or working on a script or something. And she looked up and she said, hey, who's that? Yeah. I'm like, his name's David Wright. And she's like, put down whatever she's doing. She's like, he's cute. 
Tell me more about him. I'm like, hey, whatever it takes. So now you should see the amount of Mets paraphernalia my wife has and the number of games she's been to. So David Wright solidified your future wife. Yeah, I, I think so because and I think yeah, and, and 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 our marriage yeah. and, and our son, which uh, we'll talk a little bit about in the moment. But uh, anyway, so welcome to the show, Andrew, and welcome Thank to you. everyone who's uh, joining in here. We appreciate you uh, watching along, and I know some people just listen after the fact. But uh, one thing I forgot to plug in the the premiere episode is there's a fledgling Mets rap 360 Twitter. It's Mets 360 AB. I may change that, but uh, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what the right Twitter would be. And it's like <laughs> taken, taken. I tried 360 Mets, Mets 360. And it was like, they were all taken, but no one was using them, which anyone who's ever tried to set up a Twitter knows how frustrating that is. Anyway, let's talk about the New York Mets. Uh, the uh, I was listening this uh, afternoon on the drive back up from San Diego, which uh, contributed to a bit of a late start. So not only was there too much oh, that's traffic, right? I forgot you I were went, coming back from. That. I went to see Billy Joel at Petco Park last very night, very cool, which was a very New York thing to do. Yes. It was a very New York state of mind, and it was amazing. It was a great show. Uh, but uh, jealous, I'm super jealous. As I'm driving up, I'm listening to a game against the Rockies going, you know, reasonably well, and you're like, okay, well, if they win this game, it's just a subpar road trip right you know they uh they would have gone you know so it's like they would have gone what five and i can't do the math they would have gone five and six <laughs> and you're like that's not great but that's doable but then i not jim johnson this guy the, the reliever that comes in gives up a two-run home run and i'm like well great now it's a disastrous, and I try not to overreact like this. But I was trying to explain to him. I was like, "Well, if they win this one, you know, it'll be it'll be a decent eleven game road trip, which is a long road trip, by the way. Yeah. Who needs four game series in New York and San Diego? Not the Mets, but uh, well, maybe if you they... mean in L.A. and San Diego. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. True. thank you for correcting yeah, yeah. me. Yeah, no, that's a that's a that's <laughs> well, a quick trip. Well, because it is. It's yeah. a, I, they're not that far from each other. Yeah, two hours, but still, you're you like still... you said, you're away from home the whole time. Yeah, and you know, it's tough to get adjusted mm. to the West Coast. Look, you don't want to make all the excuses, but. But when you have a road trip like this, you feel like, oh, I think I need to make excuses. And really, through the first eight games, it was a good road trip. Mm -hmm. It was an okay It was an average road trip. They literally went four and four. They won uh, two in San Diego, two in Los Angeles, lost two in each place. You're like, all right, whatever. And, you know, the last game in L.A., they just got smoked by Clayton Kershaw, one of the best pitchers in the game. And you're just like, hey, it happens. Mm -hmm. You move on the next day. It's early. But then the next day doesn't go well, and then the day after doesn't go well, and then the next day doesn't go after. You're like, wait a minute, we lost four in a row. What happened? And you try not to panic. And what helps by living in Los Angeles, like myself and Andrea, is that you're not really inundated with New York media. Unfortunately, I follow a lot of it on Twitter. So <laughs> I, uh, you know, started to the, the the day started off, and I was like, huh, well, this this this, how is this? third game in, in in Colorado really a make or break game? Like, how is the season determined by that? And how am I letting myself be convinced by that? Uh, let me turn to our man in the booth, Zach. You can kind of relate to this, right? <laughs> you can easily get convinced that things are much more important than they really are, especially this point of the season, right, Zach? I mean, it's... 
Don't lose hope. <laughs> sure. Good, no, good no, advice. Look, and, and, that's, and, and believe me, that's where I am. Hope is not lost. It's nowhere near being lost. I'm glad lost. you said that, Zach. But it, it's so easy to just think like, you know, one game makes such a difference. And, you know, in the playoffs, it does. But in May, to no. non-division West Coast opponents, it doesn't really. And I would have had a better feeling of these 11 games if uh, they hadn't gotten swept by the Rockies, who they beat seven times last year. So, you know, but again... It's there's just a lot of things to compare and contrast. I'll be honest. Yes. Some bad luck at the beginning of the season makes me more comfortable. I agree. Uh, I get uncomfortable if the Mets do well too early. Yeah. Because right. I've been there too many times. Uh -huh. I, yeah, I've definitely been there too get many too times. Too excited, too quick. And you know, it, it's true because the I talked about this in the first episode with Jim Brewer. The the first seven games they they were two and five, didn't get off to a good start, and then the next month was good. And, you know, now it's a little bump in the road. I And, you know, as sports fans, it's hard to not take things personally, not to be superstitious. <laughs> but you're like, wait a minute. Hang on a second. They're four and seven since we did the first episode of Mets Rap 360. <laughs> it's our fault. And now I'm like, should we even do the show? I, I, what did I do? But <laughs> then, then you calm amazing. Down. But you understand. Come I on. You have to understand. know, you know, the people oh, who have sure. those kind of superstitions. As an uh, F sports fan as an end an athlete sure i'm like completely superstitious at least as an athlete it makes a little bit more sense yeah, but you're involved in the outcome that that oh right. yeah no no no. i mean i i had a roommate who was a red sox fan and like he the year that they uh the year before they won the world series he was very tense during all the playoffs and he had to sit in a certain chair and he like because Stop. when the playoffs started he was fiddling with one baseball he had to sit there with the same baseball, and, and, and I was just like, okay, that's too that's much. That's too much, yeah. It's, that's that's too much, but too I much. get it. Yeah. It's like, I wish I couldn't relate, but I, but I can. So anyway, so that's more of a general, you know, concerned conversation. We can go into some of the specifics, but what I want to talk about first is one of the high points of this 11-game road trip, this road trip that seemingly never ended, but has actually now <laughs> ended. Uh, so the, uh, I guess it was the third game in San Diego, the Saturday game on uh, May 7th. They uh, had dropped the first two, but uh, there was uh, an exciting matchup of uh, Bartolo Colon and James Shields, which wasn't necessarily as exciting, but at the same time, you're like, all right, this could be good. And this was a big deal. This was, for me, as I talked about last time, this was the first baseball game I brought my son to, my nine-month-old adorable Aww. son, Felix. We had uh, some, some gear for him, and we'll <laughs> periodically show some photos for those of you watching live. And if not, uh, I will tweet out these, all of these pictures I'll tweet out from uh, Mets 360 AB. Again, looking for a better uh, Twitter ID. <laughs> We'll let you know when we get it, but that's what we've got for now. So follow us there, and uh, you can see all these pictures. So uh, we we brought my son Felix, and my wife and I went, and we sat with the seven line, which the seven line is something you were not familiar with, Andrea. No. Now you now I'm not only obsessed with the fact that they exist, but their clothing you're, line. You're about to I'm like give on them, their website. You're about to give them a good amount yes. of money, and good we love job, the seven guys. line. We love their uh, they have some very unique designs, and they also no do way. these really big. 
fan outings, and we went to one in San Diego, and you can see Was that those at of you McFadden's? watching online. Uh, they had a get together at McFadden's in San Diego, but yeah. then we went to the game and we sat with fourteen hundred Mets fans at Petco Park. That's so cool. And it was it had originally been I think a thousand, and they sold out so fast. He's like, I'm going to get four hundred more tickets, and then those sold out pretty fast. So wow. it was great. So uh, we sat with uh, my son Felix, and uh, you can see there's a picture <laughs> of me with a giant Bartolo Colon head. And again, for those of you just listening, it doesn't translate well, but for for those watching, that's the actual Look size of Bartolo Colon's head. And and he was so excited. He's uh, got a little Mets hat on. He's, he was cheering. Aww. He was having fun. And he saw something that I'm going to say he'll never see again. He saw Bartolo Colon, 42-year-old. And 42 is kind of in, you know, in quotation marks because he says he's 42. But that could just mean he lied 25 years ago about how old he was. 42-year-old <laughs> Bartolo Colon hits his first and I'm going to say last and I'm going to say only, career home run, which was amazing. I mean, the place went crazy. You know, Yannis uh, Cespedes had hit a home run earlier. We were all very excited about that. But that's not like the big man, a.k.a. Big Sexy himself, hitting a home run. And it, it, was, it was insane. And I was just like, wow. And everybody's like, this, this kid's good luck. You know, so see, uh, you did something right. I did. Maybe yeah. it wasn't the show. Maybe it was the fact that Felix came to the game. All right, so Felix has to, has come, to come to the to show. Every, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to bring him okay. to the show. I have to bring him to every game. So, or at I'm least gonna... like have him next to you while you're watching. Well, that's him. the thing. He's been watching Mets games basically his entire life. Aww. He was born July 26th last year, which. Really diehard Mets fans will know that that's the week of the UNS Cespedes trade. It was a couple days before Wilmer Flores cried on the field. You know, I told I told Jim Brewer about all this, and he gets it because he's he's just like us. He's a little bit mental about all this stuff. He understands how seriously we take it. So my son Felix has watched the Mets his entire life, and. It was this amazing season that they had last year, completely unexpected. But uh, I, and you know, we, I think we owe it. We owe a lot of it to him. So uh, that's why <laughs> we had to such Felix. a yeah. Here's to Felix. And uh, there's a there's a great uh, story that uh, if you follow the Seven Line, free plug for them. If yeah, you follow really. them on Twitter, or you go to their website. Uh, Darren, the guy who runs the Seven Line, he met a guy at the the pregame festivities at McFadden's there in San Diego, and the guy, you know, you kind of get a little full of your cups, as they say. You start making <laughs> promises. And the guy said, hey, if Bartolo Colon hits a home run, I'm going to get a tattoo. Because, of course, it's never going to happen. You don't have to follow through on it. It's great. Right. Well, not only did Bartolo Colon <laughs> hit a home run in this game. And believe me, after these 11 games, you focus on these really big high points like this. The guy gets the tattoo. And, and it's not uh, small. I will retweet it from uh, Mets360AB. Again, still looking for another name for yeah. it. But, uh, and uh, you'll you'll be able to see the photo. Yeah. And it's great. It's crazy. I Take mean, it, it's you're not, looking at it right yeah, now. Andrew, I mean, yeah, I mean, saw it, I saw it a little bit ago. And it, it's huge. And it's hilarious. because it's, the guy, it's his whole, like, upper arm. I yeah, mean, it's, yeah. It's literally all right here. Yeah. And it does, doesn't really have his whole face. But it says the date that the home run was hit. And that his name. And it's it's. It's uh, intense and commi commitment. Like it it's is definitely commitment. a commitment. I mean, this is a little he bit. He could have made that bet and gotten like on his foot or somewhere like you know you're not really gonna see it. Right. He could have gotten the Bartolo Colon tramp stamp, right. which I've there thought of go. in my life, exactly. but uh, haven't. Uh, <laughs> well, for... I'm sure a couple of people did now after that. <laughs> yeah, game. Who knows Maybe. what kind of bets were made? Maybe. Uh, the most obscure Matt tattoo I ever saw is. Um, 
I met a guy who uh, was like a ticket reseller here in LA. He's a huge Mets fan. He has an enormous Benny Agbayani uh, tattoo. <laughs> Zach, does that mean anything to you that this guy decided that he would there, get a Benny Agbayani tattoo? Yes. Oh yeah, and we're looking Thanks, at the, the yeah. Thank you so much, Zach. We're uh, looking at the big sexy tattoo on this guy's arm. Awesome. Does do you uh, does the story you're looking at, Andrew? Does it have the guy's name? Because, yeah. Because uh, well, if I think if, if he gets a tattoo and we don't give him credit, I feel like we've missed out. But I, I don't know that I've seen it in the stories. Yeah, his name is actually Matt Sassy. Matt Sassy. Yeah. Hey, congratulations, Matt Sassy. You know, it's great. He said to his buddy Anthony Triola that he would get it. If Bartolo Colon hits a home run this year, I'll get a com- commemorative tattoo. And he did. Oh, the whole year. Oh, see, I thought it was that day. See, yeah, he, put, he, he really, I thought he put himself in But a, he said it before the game yeah, Saturday. Yeah, he said so it again. So that's what's so intense. Oof, that's that's rough. crazy. Well, look, so you know what? Most of the Mets aren't really hitting home runs right now. So thank God Bartolo Colon was that day. And <laughs> when they were up in Los Angeles, not the game that Andrea and I went to, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about in a moment, but yeah. Noah Syndergaard, not one, but two home runs. Accounting for all four runs and uh, eight pit, eight innings pitched, eight pitches. That would have been amazing. <laughs> I don't know how. That's like a, one of those Bugs Bunny pitches where you get three batters out on one pitch. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and uh, so Noah Syndergaard hits two home runs, and you're like, wow, this is great. And those are both really feel good moments. And you should isolate the feel good moments and live in them, and remember that the feel bad moments <laughs> are going to come too. But when you're right in the thick of it, yeah. You know, it's a little bit more difficult. But I think it's something to be said for the fact that the pitchers are really stepping up in all facets of the game. Yeah, I agree. And maybe the team will start falling. Like, I mean, it kind of sucks that that happened. And then the Rockies games happened. And like you said, you don't know what happened those three games. But it's just... Yeah, no, look, and it, it, it's it's very disappointing in terms of the Rockies games because today uh, Jacob deGrom pitched well and it was just the bullpen, yeah. which, go figure, you know, you give up a home run at Coors Field, it happens. But, <laughs> you know, just it was just a bad spot. And uh, the real concern, I guess, is Matt Harvey, and uh, he has not looked good most of the season. He pitched well, actually, Sunday in San Diego a week ago today. Uh, that was kind of the bright spot for the season, and uh, he looked bad again in, in Colorado. So it'll be interesting to see. I think his next start will be against the Nats, which we'll talk about in a moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't know. I think he'll be at home. It'll be a more comfortable setting. It won't. He won't be literally a mile high at... At uh, right. they, I think that yeah they do still call it uh, Coors Field. I, mm-hmm. I always forget it's the uh, the football stadium. The name's changed a few times, but it's still Coors Field and it's still a mile high. <laughs> so look, there's a lot of excitement. But Andrea, talk a little bit about the Mets Dodgers game we went to, and yeah. we have a picture somewhere for people who want to see. I know it. We've tweeted we had it a out. great time. We did. We went with a few friends of mine, yep. and you tagged along, and uh, we were happy to have you. But uh, talk about kind of looking at the Mets in in person, you know, actually getting to watch them up close. We were pretty close, by the way. We Those have. Were good seats. And like I told you, it's been a while, a couple of years for me. Um, the last one I think I went Look to. Look how much fun we're that. having in that we picture. Had such a, and we had great seats. Those are awesome. Good job. Yeah, by the way, people who live in Los Angeles and are looking to go to Dodger games, especially during the week, go to StubHub the day before, day of. There are always people desperate to unload company seats. This is true in a lot of cities. It's not true in New York. There, no. it's always hard to get no, tickets. No, that's to anything why I, lo- I kind of love it yeah. about out but here. But in a lot of in a lot of the cities, you know, if you're not that particular about where you sit, and this can be true for concerts too, if there's a chance that you might not go, and that's going to be okay for you, it's fine. You can do really well on StubHub. Again, yeah. 
free plug to StubHub. There you go. They, We're going to have to start getting sponsored yeah, by these people. Right, because if somebody else, there's <laughs> other agencies that do this. So if they said, I'm like, oh, yeah, you definitely have to go to right. Ticket like Barry, Stub. Right. I made up Barry's Ticket Stub. Barry's Tickets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, Barry's Tickets. That's true. Anyway. Barry's, you're so in we had we had great seats. Yes. And uh, they were and very And we had expensive. a great time. Yeah. Obviously, the game didn't go the way we wanted to. No, walk-off home run by a guy whose name right. I've already forgotten, and it's yeah. not true. But that's kind of like the grandstanding you do. Like, I don't even know who that was. What? Yeah, I, it's in my mind right now, but I'm just not going to well, say it. Well, and we just got dignify. kind of buried after that because yeah. a lot of people started to leave around the end of the eighth inning. Because and, it's Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. And so we're, and we're, you know, especially as New Yorkers, you're just sitting there like, this game is not over. What are you doing? <laughs> right. So we're still waiting there. Yeah, and it was 2 2 for most happen. of the game. It was tied 2 2. And, you know, neither, neither team was hitting very well. It was kind of a frustrating game. It was. Yeah. It, it, frustrating and kind of boring. Yeah. Like, just agreed. A little lackluster. Yeah, I, I would have liked to uh, have, you know, that could have been another game where a pitcher hit a home run. But uh, <laughs> right. Jacob DeGrom didn't have any hits yet at that point. I so. have to say, I don't know if I, maybe I, this is hilarious because we talk about superstitions. Sometimes I feel like I'm bad luck at a game. Oh, believe me. Or, I have thought that so right? many times. And because it's so I was few convinced, and far between that I'm able to get right. to one. So if they lose, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to a game again. Right. <laughs> no, I, and I felt like I had uh, reversed the curse, as it were, <laughs> uh, last year. I had a I had a terrible track record at Dodger Stadium seeing the Mets. For anybody who oh. follows the Mets closely, you just know they don't play that well on the West Coast. And, uh, you know, I'd gone to a few bad games in a row. And then, you know, I, I, I am... Well, not I am. The team is unbeaten in the playoffs <laughs> at Dodger Stadium in games I've been to. So the NLDS in 2006 and games one and five in 2015. So I have a streak intact, and I take that streak very seriously. <laughs> so I have to be careful about what I go to. But uh, yeah, so it was disappointing to be at a game in person that yeah. they lose. And especially with, you know, look, there's diehard Dodger fans that really follow the team really well and they're invested and they can talk to you intelligently about it. Then there's the other 95% are just kind of yell. Yeah. They clap when a guy they recognize comes up to bat even if he's hitting 236 Andre year. They don't really care. <laughs> you know, They think that they're a good player just because they've seen a few highlights like Yasiel Puig. Or you maybe know. because their theme music is fun. Oh. Yeah, well, Adrian Gonzalez, I, 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 what I will give the Dodgers is this. Adrian Gonzalez has amazing walk-up music. Yeah. and I, I couldn't stop I dancing. Know, I'm like, it's the same, it's like, the same thing with team. my wife. She loves Adrian Gonzalez's walk-up music. So when we've been at a game, I always have to put my hand on her and I say, not no, now. Not, not now. Because, you know, you hear it on TV and you're just like, oh, it's so fun. It might be a little racist, but it's still fun. You know, it's this, it's this like mariachi music and, you know, he must like it. But anyway, so you're having fun. You have a 1350 beer, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which looks good, but. craft beer yeah. up there. So that's what we'll give. We'll Dodger give up Stadium. another thing to the Dodgers. It was a, nice craft yes, beers. It yeah. was a Dodger blonde. It was delicious. I don't know if that's, if, if you guys are watching and you can tell me anywhere in LA that they serve Dodger blonde, um, because it was at the, the Golden Road, it was Golden Road beer. Right. So it's probably at, at Golden the Golden Road, Road Brewery. Brewery. Yeah. Brewery. Which is Why a great... can't I speak? Golden Road Brewery. Thank you. Yeah, which is a great uh, <laughs> local brewery. Right. Uh, I've in never Glendale. been there, yeah. but I heard it's awesome. Yeah, and uh, I did not have the beer because I was too focused on the game <laughs> I was studying. Um, I, I also was just like, Thirteen fifty for a beer. Yeah, I had already it's had. Insane. I'd already had a four dollar PBR at the shortstop. So, and again, this is all very inside, sort of very local, Los Angeles based Mets fan knowledge. Right. But it's all important things to know. So, if you're an LA based Mets fan, you should know all of these things, and you should know 
that you can park down the street from the pork uh, from the shortstop and just walk up the hill. You from know? the pork stop. From the pork stop. Hey, if that, there's a place next to the shortstop called up. the pork stop, I might not even make it to I the think game. We should open it. <laughs> That's right. That'd be amazing. We'll buy that uh, rundown gas station right. on the corner and be like, "Pork stop." The place is always or, changing over there. Yeah, that's true. Everything's changed. But anyway, so we have fun at the game, even though yes, they lose. Yes, we did, and that's the key. And I don't know. It's like it had been a good night. I held my head up high. Yes. you know, I was like, <laughs> I, I still had a good that. night. You know, the um, the bullpen uh, didn't pitch well. That was Hansel Robles, but. Uh, Starting pitching had gone well, and for the most part on this trip, the starting pitching has been pretty good, except for, you know, the thing about Bartolo Colon's game against uh, Clayton Kershaw was that it wouldn't have mattered if he'd given up one run. Kershaw just wasn't giving anything up that night. Mm -hmm. So, again, you tip your hat to that one game, but that still makes some of these other games infuriating. (laughs) And I think it's great to know that they're headed home now. So the Mets have a really important... And it shouldn't be important in May, but it is actually very important. Mm-hmm. Very important three-game series against the Washington Nationals. Yeah. And I think we'll probably spend a good chunk of the next show recapping this series between the Mets and the Nats. Because the Mets actually fell into third place, even though they'd been in first place. And this is all by, like, half games and margins. And, again, it's May. You shouldn't really think too much about it. But I'll tell you, if any of you have friends who are Cubs fans, they'll all tell you how important first place is <laughs> oh, right yeah. now. Totally. They're all very excited. And if you have any Pumped. friends who are... If if you have any friends who are Cardinals fans, they'll just be like, oh, it's okay. Everybody's playing at 500. <laughs> well, except the Cubs. Oh, yeah, except the Cubs and everybody else. And I was like, well, yeah, that's kind of the point. But anyway, that's my impression of a I Cardinals I was going to say, who did you have this conversation with? I did have, I, I actually had a conversation with this guy. And this is like the conversation where I met someone and I had my Mets shirt on. He's like, ah, well, that Mets game must have sucked last night. Oh, I'm like, my gosh. I'm like, actually, it was a lot of fun. You know, I just played it off like that. Yeah. So, you know, meanwhile, the. Dodgers manhandled the Cardinals. So the next time I see him, you, know, you see, that's Different all give and take. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. So what it looks like for this uh, this uh, Nationals at the Mets series, which is important to know because the week after, the Mets will be at Nationals Park. So not only will we recap this first series next week, mm-hmm. we will look ahead to the second series. So the Mets and Nats are going to play six times in the next uh, week and a half. Yeah, which is and crazy. It's, it's crazy, but it's also very important because they need to do well. Yes. I would like to see them win all six games. But realistically, you need to win both of those series or, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But you need to play well against that team and the nats i think have a huge chip on their shoulder because they went into last season as everybody knows bryce harper in spring training hey where's my ring you know he was ready <laughs> and uh they didn't take the mets seriously they didn't line up their pitching to match up against the mets last year and uh look what happened to mm-hmm. them so i think they are taking it seriously this year and I mean, we're going to see because I think it's, you know, it's all to be determined, you know, how these things go. But I think it's going to be Noah Syndergaard and Max Scherzer, Bartolo Colon, yikes, and Gio Gonzalez and Matt Harvey and Steven Strasburg. So it's going to be a great three-game series. And uh, for those of you who don't live in the New York area, like myself, uh, MLB.TV, another free plug. <laughs> it's such an amazing way to keep up with the with the the team because you know when it first started, the streaming was bad, and you had to always watch the home team. So I don't know how many awful Florida Marlins broadcasts <laughs> I saw, but uh, it's great. It's a great way to follow the team, and uh, I'll be watching all three of those games very excitedly. 
taking notes for you, the Mets Rap 360 viewers, to mm-hmm. make sure that everybody uh, keeps track of it. But now, Andrea, I don't know how you're going to be able to keep up as much. So, you know, we might have to. Well, that's the problem, you know, with being out here. But there is a bar. If we're going to talk about some more plugging, sure. uh, there's a bar and especially some more local info. Yeah, please. Baby Blues. Have you been there? I've the heard of it. Joint. Yeah, it's, it's a bar, yeah. It's a barbecue joint. It's actually a car drove through the bar side of it like a year or two ago. Okay, I mean, and that's why I heard destroyed. of it. No, I've been to that place. It's, yeah, in, it's on Santa Monica in West Hollywood. So I, it's a big New York bar, like kind of under oh, I didn't the realize yeah, that. radar. Okay. But uh, if you go in there, you'll know that because people sit and watch these games. So I've oh, seen okay. a few games there, and I think I might venture over to watch a few more. See, there um, you go. But I also, I was reading some rumors that Matt's with the elbow yeah. issue might be cleared. And if he is for Thursday, he might be put into the roster. But Yeah, no, that could be great. I mean, we could see uh, Steven Matz, who uh, did miss uh, Saturday's start, was replaced by Logan Verrett, who had made a couple of great spot starts. But he's a bullpen guy, and eventually, you know, his luck was going to run out. Hmm. And some bad umpiring. You know, Mets fans, we can always make the excuses. <laughs> Never helps, though. So anyway, no. that's uh, so I, I don't know. I mean, I'm look, I'm I'm still excited. I'm in a good place for the Mets for the season. And I think the more that I see people on Twitter panicking, the more that I know, <laughs> I'm like, all right, calm down. You don't want to sound like these people. No. And look, I like a lot of the people who cover the Mets. I enjoy reading their tweets and, and following and reading their articles. They have unique personalities. Uh, hopefully we'll maybe get a couple of them to Skype into the show down the road. But what it comes down to is, you know, who's going to retweet a story about, like, everything looks good for the Mets, you know? (laughs) And it's also, in terms of old media, selling newspapers. So if it's like, things are terrible for the Mets, (laughs) head for the hills, you're like, "Uh uh-oh, I got to read that. So you're going to click on it, and those page views are important. If you're, like, on your way to the subway in New York, whatever, you're going to pick up the paper. I I get it. That's, That's what sells. You know, sunshine and roses. That yeah. is never what sells. So I think it's also the fact that, like you said, being here, we're not bombarded by yeah. the media covering them so much. So you have to... Can you imagine if we were and, yeah. and what the negativity was being said after this whole run? Yeah. But you know what? I kind of like that it's not. Yeah. And we seek out the information that we want. So... We're kind of lucky like that. Yeah, we can be very selective. Yeah. We can go to places like Mets Blog and, you know, the Seven Line where people are just like, look, these games weren't good, mm-hmm. some of them. It's but early, guys. It's, it's very freak early. Out. And that's why. What so did we, much can happen. What right? did we talk about early? We talked about a Bartolo Colon home run. We talked about two home runs from yeah. Syndergaard. That's all very exciting. And that's good. That's what you like to see. You like to see good individual performances. Mm-hmm. And here's the best thing about this uh, West Coast trip is that now they don't have to make this trip in the middle of the summer when maybe they're on a nice roll. There's one more trip they have to make west, and that's San Francisco and Arizona. Arizona, they always play very well. That's not till August. So it's good because this is usually a part in the schedule that I circle for two reasons. One, because <laughs> I get to go to some games, yep. although I only made it to one in each city this year. And then also because, you know, like, all right, that's going to that's gonna be make or break. And it was May. It didn't break, but it definitely broke the way you didn't want it to. But uh, <laughs> we welcome all of your feedback. So please don't just follow uh, Mets360AB on Twitter. Uh, you can tweet at us and you know give us your thoughts, uh, what you would like to 
you know, we'll read them on the air. What your thoughts yeah. were about this series and what your hopes are for what's coming ahead and what you think about the show. Obviously, anything you want. We have uh, some ideas for segments that we'll start doing on a weekly basis. But, you know, we're going to break things in slowly. You know, we do one episode. It's me and a comedian. We do another episode. It's me <laughs> and Andrea. And then, you know, we're going to uh, bust out our, our third musketeer, Matt, next week. I know. And, I'm excited uh, to have Matt on. It's going to be great. But, you know, you're going to have to kind of rein us in a little bit because we'll probably both get really bogged down in minutia and be like, like, if you hear us say, yeah, but look at his OPS. If we say things like that, <laughs> like twice in a conversation, We'll have to come up with, like, you can throw a flag or something. Right. Like, time out, guys. And then we'll have, like, an audience yeah. explanation Yeah, we'll have moment. to talk about something, you know, that's a little bit more grounded in reality. Right. But anyway. So, and we, should we also mention a hashtag that we should also have everyone We should following? use a hashtag. Do right? you have a good hashtag in mind? I think Mets360AB makes sense. So, that so at least we'll just, it's, it's consistent. The same. Yeah. yeah, that's smart. So, yeah, anything you want to hashtag... And please uh, tweet at us. We welcome all of your feedback. And uh, we will we will be here next Sunday. And we're going to uh, recap the exciting season. No, the, it's not really season. The exciting series, series with the Washington yeah. Nationals. And a less exciting series with the Milwaukee Brewers <laughs> over the weekend. But if they lose that season with the Brewers, I'm probably... Um, I don't know if we're supposed to swear or not. I'm going to lose my stuff, let's say. Uh, I'm, I'm so used to places where I can swear. I'm not, I, I don't want to, though. I want the whole family to be able there to listen to this. I want Felix. So you just decided. Yeah, I just decided can. for myself. I want my uh, nine-month-old son, Felix, to be able to sit down and be like, oh, daddy's on the computer. <laughs> and then he'll try and you know eat the computer, most likely. But that's all right. <laughs> anyway, so we look... I don't know. I feel good about uh, the season still. I feel not great about the road trip, but let's focus on the positive because yeah, what else going can we do? Forward, we going can't forward. focus on the negative. That's what separates us no. from the Yankee, Yankee fans. You know? <laughs> we can't dwell on that. Let's live Let's live in, in Happyville for one more week. And you know, if this next week goes badly, I'll probably have a very different demeanor. <laughs> but... You can, uh, you know, as I said, you can follow us and uh, you uh, obviously you can also follow Andrea on Twitter, mm-hmm, you know, if you yeah. want to know what she's up to during the week. Absolutely. You know, it's... me, it's mostly watching Mets games, but uh, you, yeah. <laughs> you're you at Andy. Andy a- Fasano. Yeah, so you, yeah, at you, Andy Fasano. You guys follow me. And you're right. I am all over the place. Yes. My interests range from anything, sports, food, country music. Don't make fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> in an the upcoming epi- it, right? in an upcoming episode, we will make fun of you. The for biggest music. thing I get I was made fun of is for being from got, Long Island. Yeah, I was glad I got it out of you, country music. Yes. Yeah, because we I will know. talk a lot about that in the future. You know, we have a lot of interests. Yeah. Well, anyway, so uh, for myself, Christian Blatt, for the invisible Matt Ritter, who will be here next week, yeah. and for Andrew Fasano, thank you so much for joining us here on Mets Rap 360. Yeah. See you next time, guys. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.